Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Howdy doody, boys and girls. It is now 2021. That means the 2020 dumpster fire train wreck, whatever you want to call it, is over with. Today, as you're hearing this, if you're hearing this on the day of release, today is at least January 1st, 2021. I'm recording this actually on New Year's Eve. It's a new year. 2021 is over. I'm going to say it again. This means that 2020, well, it's behind us. It's gone. Bye-bye. See you, Nara. That was fun, but it's time to move on to something different because, oh my God, it's been kind of crazy. So what we, what are we going to do? What are we not going to do? Well, what we're not going to do is we're not going to dwell on 2020. It's behind us. After this episode, we're done talking about it. Nothing good comes from reflecting back on the drama of 2020. There's no need to look back on your past. Instead, let's get focused on the changes we can make moving forward this year, today, right now, to better ourselves. And let's not forget the people that are around us too, because we are a product of our environment. If we're around negative people, guess what'll happen? We will be negative. If we're sitting there watching Fox News or CNN or whatever it is, all the drama that's going on, the people arguing back and forth, guess what we're going to be? We're going to have a bunch of drama in our life. We're going to be arguing back and forth. We're going to hate our spouse, yell at our kids. Everything's going to go crazy and you're going to fail miserably. You're not going to have that smile on your face when you're talking to that motivated seller. Hell, you're probably not even going to market to the motivated seller because you're too damn depressed from watching the news or on Facebook or whatever the hell's going on that's going to put you in a mood. I know because I went into a mood at some point this year. It was like, good God, what next? Things on fire, all these other stuff. It's crazy. Here's the thing. Going into 2021, if you have bad credit, or I know some of you call it low credit, I guess that means low credit score, start paying your bills and let's get that situation corrected. Pick up the phone, call your creditors, work out a resolution. If you can't work through this one problem, I guarantee you, you will absolutely fail as a real estate investor. You know why? Because you will certainly encounter greater challenges as an investor than you ever will negotiating with creditors. At the end of the day, you got a lot of re- a lot of rights as someone as, as a someone who owes money. Believe it or not, there's all kinds of rights out there for you, and that begins with you exercising them. And the only way you can exercise them is to pick up the phone and call these people. And I know you're probably thinking, "Oh my God, Tyler, if I call them, I'm going to open up Pandora's box, and they're never going to leave me alone." Well, guess what? When you come to a, an effective resolution, something that makes sense, something that you can actually succeed at, you can actually make it so they stop calling you. How? Well, you come up with a serene arrangement to pay them off. Those of you that don't have issues with creditors can still adapt these skills by helping other people, motivated sellers, whatever, work through some of their issues. Maybe they're in pre-foreclosure status. Maybe you can get a limited power of attorney or you can introduce them to an attorney that can help them get through some of the issues to better prepare them to sell you their home. If you're saddled with credit card debt, decide right now, here at the beginning of 21, to cut up the credit cards. And then start paying them off. If your credit card payment's 50 bucks, pay 100 Dave Ramsey, yep, you heard me. Dave Ramsey teaches Financial Peace University. It makes it simple to get out of debt if you're willing to do the work. You can absolutely wipe 100% of your debt. Is it work? Yep. Is it simple? Yes. It's a, it will be a little bit painful, but it's a lot less painful going through that process than it ever is to remain in debt. That I assure you. I will go so far as to say, if you are saddled with credit card debt and you don't do something to fix it this year, you are never going to succeed as a real estate investor. You're never going to flip enough properties to pay off your bills. You're never going to get out of your student loans unless you come up with a reasonable plan and make arrangements to pay off these credit cards, pay off these student loans, get yourself out of debt. Let them make it so they stop forcing you to bleed money. 
And that's going to get you out of the rat race in 2021. And even if you like your job, you can keep it. But if you don't like your job and you don't have any debt and you start generating streams of income in real estate or investing, then guess what? If you don't like your job, you can quit it. Again, if you like your job, you can keep it. For some of you, it might mean that you're under-earning. Well, that means you got to stop overspending and focus on earning what you're worth. For some of you, you're, you maybe you live in the state of California and you're complaining because all your money is going out in taxes. Well, you can change that situation. If you're, not, if you're unhappy with the taxes, move. You can get out of California. Don't worry. Everybody else is. You can get out of California. If you can't find a deal in, in California, great. Look in other markets. Lots of people across the country, including myself, at, uh, own property in multiple markets. Build a team in another market that makes sense. Hell, use migration patterns. If you go on uhaul.com or northamericanvanlines.com and you look in their business section under the reporting, you can find data on where people that are leaving California are going to. One of the big cities is Boise, Idaho. Now, me personally, I wouldn't invest in Boise, Idaho, mainly because it snows there. I don't want to invest anywhere where it snows. But people from California are moving to Florida. They're moving to Texas. They're moving all over the place, Charlotte, North Carolina, all kinds of places. Everybody's that mass exodus. So if you want to invest your money and live in California, find an operator that buys property in one of those markets. I buy property in the Tampa Bay area in the Florida Keys down here in Florida. You want to invest in Florida? Get on the phone with me. I can either help you buy it. You can invest in one of my deals after we get to know each other and that makes sense. Or I can find you an opportunity you can buy yourself. Either way, it gets your money moving. For some of you, maybe you're not earning enough. Maybe you're under-earning, right? Maybe the, the boss isn't paying enough money. Well, here's the good news. You can change jobs. You can get a better job. And I know that a lot of America is unemployed right now. I get it. Companies are closing. Maybe you worked for a restaurant and the restaurant's closed or locked down or whatever may be going on. The bottom line is there's other places that are dying for people to go to work. For example, the state of Florida cannot seem to get people to fill jobs working for the state of Florida, the Parks Department. They're always looking for people. So much so that they depend on people like me that volunteer their time or the park wouldn't run without us. They actually have a, an army of volunteers, those of us that have retired and want something to do to occupy our time. We go there at the state park and volunteer. Well, guess what? That's because they can't find people to fill the jobs. They're not the greatest paying jobs in the world, granted, but they do have great benefits and a lot of the positions do pay quite well. Federal government's also always hiring. Matter of fact, federal government's one of the largest employers out there. There's all kinds of ways you can change the situation. You can call your creditors. You can work out a resolution. We can get through the income thing by changing how we make our money. We can go out and work more hours. We can, if you're not earning what you're worth, maybe it's time to change careers. Bottom line is this. I know that you can get through these issues. If your retirement account is not big enough, maybe that means you need to forego the Mercedes SUV or the brand new Harley Davidson and instead put some of that money into a retirement account and get that retirement account investing in actual tangible assets, something you can touch like real estate, something that is going to actually grow your retirement plan, something that is tax advantaged instead of tax disadvantaged. Here's the thing. You can fix your own problems. It begins with admitting you have one. So if you have a spending issue, you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, I have a spending issue. If you have an earning issue, you need to man up or woman up and Admit that you have an earning issue. You're not earning enough money. And if you're not earning enough money, guess whose fault that is? It's not the employer because at the end of the day, they didn't twist your arm to come to work there. You accepted that amount of pay. And if they lied to you or took advantage of you or whatever it may be, good news, you always have the ability to walk out and quit. You can always find a better paying job. Maybe if you work a little bit harder, you can get that promotion. Maybe you can talk to the boss and find out 
what it takes to get a promotion, what steps you need to take to get a promotion to earn more money. Okay, we can either earn more or spend less. Either way, we can fix our situation. If you're trying to invest in real estate and you're carrying around a bunch of credit card debt, stop right in your tracks and pay off your credit card debt. Because unless your investments in real estate are absolutely guaranteed, and boys and girls, nothing in life is guaranteed, but unless your real estate investment is guaranteed to exceed the interest rate or the cost of funds that you're swiping credit cards, then forget it. Now, if you're out there flipping houses thinking you're going to do that to pay off your credit card, you're going to get swallowed whole by credit cards. Do not leverage the equity in your home. It's a trap, and it could very well leave you homeless. It does not make good sense, in my opinion, this is my opinion, to leverage the equity in your home to invest in real estate or anything else for that matter. Leave your equity alone. Let it sit there. If anything, maybe use it to buy your next house. If you want to, if you already own a house, you want to flip, move into another house, great. Then sell your house, take the equity, and buy a bigger house, and everybody will be happy. But don't sit there and take equity out of your home to go invest in some knucklehead's flip deal because guess what? If that deal goes sour, like they tend to do, then you're going to have the bill attached to your personal residence, and there's nothing more uncomfortable than that. Okay. Maybe instead learn how to raise private capital. Here's the thing. If you refuse to learn how to raise private money, you're most likely going to fail as a real estate investor because bottom line is the banks only loan money to people who don't need it. That's a fact. Closing costs alone will greatly reduce the profits you hope to make in the first few years. But if you raise private money, your closing costs go down dramatically. There's no points and all this extra stuff. Work with people that have retirement accounts that are underperforming. They would love nothing better than to earn a higher return in their IRA that they can get from you by investing in one of your rentals or, God forbid, one of your flips, provided you know what you're doing. There's all kinds of opportunity out there. Don't leave your financial future to be decided by some loan officer on salary who's making chump change. Don't get suckered into that. You shouldn't have your entire investing background and career and benefit be controlled by a third party. You should be in control of that. And if you're not in control of that, let's ask yourself why, and then make the changes to put you back in the saddle. If you're about to do a deal, ask yourself this question, will it pay for itself? Are you taking the opinion of those who stand to benefit by you pulling the trigger on the deal? As I said last episode, sellers lie, realtors lie, wholesalers lie. Facts are facts, so you got to verify everything. Because I'm here to tell you, the people that stand to benefit financially from you pulling the trigger are probably going to, there's a very high likelihood that they're going to misrepresent the facts. The favorite words of a realtor are, it's a good deal. It's a great investment. They have no idea they would know a great investment nine times out of 10 if it smacked them in the face. Because when they say it's a great investment and say, cool, if it's not a great investment, I lose money. Are you willing to personally guarantee any losses and pay me back? They're going to get quiet real soon. Or they're going to say, hell no. In 2021, embrace the idea that you must generate motivated seller leads to survive. Nobody is going to bring a great deal to your front door ever. Instead, you're going to have to go out and seek motivated sellers. There's no such thing as a property that's priced right. I want you to believe, I want you to understand this right out of the gate. I want you to stop saying that everything's overpriced because guess what? Everything's always been overpriced. Everything's always going to be overpriced. So it's an excessive use of the word. Stop using the word overpriced because you're not going to sell something and underprice it. Why would you possibly expect anyone else to do that? It's not logical. Nobody wants to sell something and leave money on the table. You know, I'm feeling kind of cute today. I think I'm going to sell my portfolio for 50 cents on the dollar. Said no one ever. So stop looking for someone. Oh, that's overpriced. Of course it's overpriced. Now that we've got that out of the, uh, the equation, start figuring out what about the property makes it even worthwhile to you for you to buy. 
Is it a rental property? Does it generate a positive cash flow on day one? Or do you got to invest $100,000 in it to make it generate a profit? Well, guess what? If you have to make a substantial cash investment to make the property worthwhile and fit your investment criteria, then you may have to renegotiate the price. Maybe sitting down with the seller, the wholesaler, the listing agent, whatever, or the your buyer's agent, sitting down as a group and discussing, hey, you know, if I bought this single family house that rents for $750 a month and I paid $125,000 for it, I'm going to bleed $500 a month. My banker's having a hard time, or my investor or whoever is having a hard time with me losing $500 a month and pulling the trigger in this deal. So how can we redo this so it makes sense? Mr. Seller, are you willing to accept payments for your equity instead? No, I want all my money now. So you want all your money and you want me to buy it at a price that will cost me to lose $500 a month. Why would I do that, Mr. Seller or Mr. Mr. Broker or Miss Broker or Mr. Wholesaler? That doesn't, it's not logical. So in 2021, we're going to stop making illogical decisions. When we get ready to do a deal, we're going to go pick five of our friends and we're going to tell them about it. You know why? Because if we can't go tell it to two to five people, it's not a good deal. Because if you're embarrassed to share the deal with one of your friends, if you have that, t that, that little twinge in your tummy, that means it's a shitty deal and you shouldn't do it. That's the, the, the good angel sitting in your shoulder going, hey, dummy, don't do this deal. You're going to lose money. Your wife's going to get really pissed. You're going to have to live off your credit cards. So don't do that because all of us have this inner voice. But when you have a great opportunity in front of you and it does make sense and it's logical, you're pretty damn proud about it. And you find some people that you can trust and you go talk to them about it. And they'll agree with you, man, that is a great deal. Or maybe they'll say, did you check this? Either way, it's going to help you do better deals. Understand this, sellers, realtors, wholesalers, they're not appraisers. Also, the appraiser's opinion of value doesn't really matter either. Unless, of course, you're getting a loan, then it definitely matters because the mortgage company won't loan money on it unless the loan amount is less than the appraisal amount. But what really matters is knowing if the property is going to yield a profit margin or not. And if it doesn't, that simply means you're done. You're not done negotiating yet. It doesn't mean you have to walk away. It just means you're not done yet. And that's okay. And there's a lot of times that you're going to have to walk away from the negotiating table because the seller is simply not motivated to do business with you. That said, let's not focus on properties where our competition to buy them is John and Susie Homemaker. Because guess what? John and Susie Homemaker, well, Susie likes the view out the back window and don't oh, look at those darling curtains. And John loves that two-car garage. And they're willing to pay a premium. John wants to make sure Susie's happy. Susie wants to make sure John's happy. Aww. And they're going to pay whatever the market bears to get the house. Meanwhile, you're trying to get it at 70% of ARV minus repairs in your wholesale fee. Ain't going to happen. Dog ain't going to hunt. Hate to tell you. So why waste your time? Instead, focus on investment-grade properties. Perhaps properties that are already rentals. Because John and Susie Homemaker are less likely to buy a property that's currently a rental. Why? Well, there's a tenant living there, first of all, in a lot of cases. And the mortgage company is going to want that tenant to vacate, usually, in a given amount of time. And maybe the tenant isn't ready to go yet. Maybe the seller isn't willing to put them out. And maybe John and Susie Homemaker don't have the stomach to ask them to leave. Because, after all, it's a little old lady and she's lived there for 25 years. What kind of bastard would make them move out? Well, as a, as a real estate investor... You can make that work. You can go in there. You can do repairs. You can fix it up. You can suggest they get it right another place. Maybe if you've got multiple properties, you can move, relocate them to another property. Lots of options available. Don't guess on anything in 2021. Do not guess as to why somebody's selling. Ask the question. I'm talking to you, realtors. 
Stop guessing why well, they're selling because they need the money. No, not really. They're selling because they know they've heard on CNN that the market's hot and that there are all kinds of idiots out there willing to pay top dollar. And that's why they're selling. So they're willing to test that theory on your time and in your expense. But when you find out they're selling because, I don't know, they need a surgery or something, that's a different story. Now we have a motivated person. So here's the deal. If you don't know the answer to the question, never assume it. Ask the question. Go talk to the sellers, realtors, wholesalers. Go talk to the seller. Investors that market and get their own leads so they don't have to pay all these intermediaries to get them for them. Talk to these people. Find out really why they're selling. Guys, remove as many middlemen from the equation as you can ethically do. Okay? That doesn't mean, by the way, that you should go around realtors or wholesalers, for that matter, who have a written agreement with the seller. If a wholesaler's got a purchase agreement uh, drafted with a seller or an option agreement or whatever it may be, then don't be a, a dirtbag and go around them because it's unethical. And if the realtor's got a listing agreement, don't go around the realtor. It's just unethical. It's bad business. It's bad juju. It's going to come back to haunt you. Maybe don't be jealous if they've got the lead and they've got the seller and you don't. How do you fix that? Well, you go to cashflowguys.com forward slash data. You sign up for a prop stream, free for seven days, $97 a month after that, and you send them direct mail or you send do create a landing page, which you can also do on prop stream, by the way. You filter them down so that you only speak to the non, to the motivated ones. And then you close them, guys. You close them. You make them an offer. You make it happen. The bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is that 2021 can and will be your best year ever. For that to happen, you're going to have to give yourself permission to first fail and then can fit, continue to fail until you succeed. You know right from wrong. You know what's logical and what's not. You don't need to invest tens of thousands of dollars in education to buy an investment property. Instead, apply basic logic and you will get far far farther far farther than you've ever thought possible 2021 is going to be an amazing year each and every one of you has an opportunity to absolutely crush it this year to put all of 2020 in your past behind you so let's get out there and make it happen this concludes today's episode you don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.